Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Although, so far this kind of festive period, it's more of a game of guessing what the hell is that flavour, and is it natural? But uh, anyway, we will persevere. I hope everybody's having a good Christmas, because this is actually Christmas Day morning. The time is, well, it's uh, just leaving 10 to 11. So I've all managed to get up, get fed, get myself washed, all ready to do some beer reviews. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm having quite a good Christmas because I'm by myself, which is good. I'm enjoying it. Nice to get a bit of peace and quiet and being able to do things that you want to do at your own pace. Yeah, there's something about that, so there is. So there is. Mm. But anyway, the only problem is I'm at my dad's. I'm not at home. That's the only downside of this Christmas by myself. Because we've hit some snags. And the first snag we got was that the solicitor who's dealing with my dad's kind of uh, estate decided to switch off the internet. Which certainly did make my life more difficult. And uh, if you add in my stupidity, um, it makes it even worse. So yeah, so if you're doing beer reviews and trying to upload them, you do tend to need some internet. But of course, me being the engineer that I am, I thought, not a problem. I've got a spare SIM with unlimited data. What I'll do is I'll order a 4G router. Hey, easy, easy problem to solve. Not a problem. The only thing is that I didn't take into account my stupidity because I did order it from Amazon and... Uh, when it was being delivered, I was waiting for it, and oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, you know what people are like waiting for Amazon parcels. And then you get that wee notification saying delivered. And of course I'm outside looking for it like a bloody idiot. And then it dawned on me and that didn't change the address. So I got it sent to my old home down in Devon, rather than up here in Scotland. <laughs> so I've now got two 4G routers, if anybody wants to buy one. I've got one down in Devon and I've also got one here now. <laughs> <laughs> not the best internet in the world but it's better than nothing trust me it's better than nothing the only downside is that uh, I managed to repeat that feat another twice yep um, one I did actually manage to cancel but one I couldn't so I've now got uh, uh, an additional watch charger up here and down in Devon which is quite good so uh, I'm accumulating, accumulating a lot of duplicates in my life right now <laughs> seriously must be an absolute good idiot. So, uh, but anyway, we're doing a quick one just now, and we're going to be doing the Hoxton Pills 3.8. We'll give it a bit of promotion. So, there you go. Now, I did another Hoxton beer, which was a premium lager, and I'd said it was 36. Now, it was previously £36 for 12 bottles, but they've now dropped the price, funnily enough, leading up to Christmas. So the price is now down to 28 But if you are, what they call, a subscriber, in other words, you basically get a, a delivery of a case or more per month, you're now going to be referred to as a Hoxtonian. And if you're a Hoxtonian, you get other benefits. So you get basically 50% off um, the price of your cask or your cases every month. And uh, you also get 
percent of their Hawkstone merchandise as well. Which um, I'll be totally honest, they want thirty quid for a t-shirt, just a general black t-shirt with a little kind of uh, H initial in gold on it, and they want thirty quid for that. So if you're a historian, Hawkstonian kind of uh, aficionado, then uh, you only have to pay twenty-four quid for that beautiful t-shirt rather than thirty pounds. But the price of this on their website right now, as of the twenty-fifth of December 2023 is £25 for 12 bottles and if you're a Hoxtonian you'll get it for roughly about £21.35 or something like that, some stupid kind of price. But anyway, that's what they're charging. Is there anything on this? Oh, this has actually got a bit of spiel on it. A wee bit. But yeah, so it's 3.8%. Uh, I got it as part of a Christmas gift. That's the only reason why I'm reviewing it. Um... So what it says, with flavours of grapefruit, pine and bittersweet finish, our pills is a light-bodied lager with real character. Hewn from the mineral-rich bedrock of the Cotwolds, hills, the hopstone and Neolithic standing stone, which gives our brewery its name, has stood for generations. The Cotswold brass soil in which it rests is hard and unforgiving, but for those who persist, it yields malting barley of unusually high quality, ideal for brewery. After the harvest, our brewmaster combines the barley with aromatic New World hops, uh -oh, yeast and the purest local water before allowing it to mature for up to six weeks. Hard to make, easy to drink. There you go. That's our kind of tagline, and I think it's... Uh, fuck me, that's good. That's another one they use as well. But anyway, another thing is that the kit that I got came with two glasses, a half-pint glass and a pint glass, and we're both nucleated. Now, I did use a Hawkstone half-pint glass for the premium lager, and yes, it maintained a beautiful head from start to finish, and I think that was more to do with the glass than it was the beer. So this time... I've got a normal glass, non-nucleated, and let's see how it gets on with this one. Now, my dad used to drink his tenants out of this, and it used to go as flat as a witch's tip, almost instantly. Even while he was pouring it, the tenants could go flat in this glass. So at the end of the day, this Pilsner's got some work to do, because this kills off most beers. And I have washed it within an inch of its life, as you can see, it's absolutely beautiful. And I've also hand-dried it as well. There's just no stopping me today. I'm just looking for the bloody bottle opener. Anyway, let's get it cracked open and see what Jerry Clarkson's... Oh no, don't start that. As I say, a little bit of smoke off the, the bottle. Who says that? Some long-haired lover. Oh well, no, we can't see the long-haired lover from Barry anymore. He's had a bloody haircut. So, I almost could see the skinhead from Barry now. But anyway, such is life. You decided to have the chop. I'll say, to be totally honest, it looks a bit better. You know, it's... I'm not a big fan of long hair, especially an older gentleman. You know, saying that, my uh, oldest boy's got kind of long hair, although he has cut it now as well, but he looked a bit of a twat. So as you can see, nowhere near as a uh, vibrant head for people in the podcast. Uh, we're sitting here with uh, 
Oh, God. I would even say in the fingers, I would say it's just a, a light dusting of a head on top, which is dissipating quite fast. It's quite a light-coloured lager. Um, I would probably say more to a kind of a, a light blonde, maybe towards a hellish kind of colour. And, uh, yeah, smell-wise. Oh, well, yeah. There is grapefruit there. Yeah. Maybe a hint of pine. And when I say pine, it's like disinfectant, you know. A hint of disinfectant with grapefruit. Hmm. Almost lemsip tones, you know. And that's lovely in a beer, isn't it? Where's your beer smell of lemsip? Now, people outside the UK probably wonder what the hell is lemsip. Well, in some countries it's called coldrex and things like that. I can't remember what it's called in America, but basically it's a, it's a powder that's taken for colds and flus. You mix it with hot water and you basically drink it as a hot drink. Usually lemony flavours with kind of paracetamols, antihistamines and God knows what else in it. A bit like this beer. But yeah, that's what it smells of. Not getting any kind of malts. I mean, he's talking about it was great malting barley. Oh, yes, makes really good quality malting barley. Well, I'm not smelling malting barley. I'm smelling hops. There you go. That's their over. Not really getting grain around that. Just basically getting these kind of uh, quite pungent uh, hop smells. So, let's see what it tastes like. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, why do they call it a pills? You've made a beer from New World Hops. They've got grapefruit tones, they've got pine tones. It's quite watery, it's quite low in malt. There isn't really a, much of a sweetness there. And in general, I'll be totally honest, it doesn't taste anything like a pills. So why do you call it a pills? I mean, I honestly really don't know. I mean, you've got the two main kind of Pilsner producing countries. You have the Czech Republic and you also have uh, Germany, especially around about the kind of uh, Bavarian regions. You know, and uh, anyway, none of them would produce a beer tasting like this, and certainly wouldn't call it pills if they did. But for some strange reason, I think this is also another problem that we have in the UK in relation to kind of laggers because this is still a lager, even though it's a pilsner, it's still supposed to be a lager. It's a pilsner as a type of lager, just like Hellas is a type of lager. You still go through the full kind of lagging process. It's still bottom feeding um, yeast and everything else. And it's also low temperature um, fermentation and everything else. So these are all the points of uh, what makes a lager a lager. And uh, they seem to think that, well, as long as we follow that process, we can chuck any old shit into the fermenter and add anything during the conditioning and we can call it what we like then, because as long as we followed certain kind of parts of the process, so we're using the right yeast, 
we're doing it to the right temperature and we're following the kind of standard lagging process. And you're thinking, no, 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 this is a problem. This is where it falls flat. This is where I think a lot of people have a a bad um, opinion of British beer. And to a certain degree, it's justified because if you're going to make a Pilsner, then make a Pilsner. If you're going to make a a lager with lots of other different kind of adjunct flavours and additional hops and God knows what else, then fine. Make up a name. Make an up, you know, come up with something a bit different. Don't call it that. Because it's just, just a mockery. Because if I didn't read the back label, I actually initially thought, right, this would be good for Christmas Day, a nice light pilsner, because I've got another beer coming up later on, um, a more rich and robust beer. Well, hopefully it's rich and robust, because it's supposed to be. And it is supposed to be a, a kind of more of a, a vintage or um, specialist um, beer, more of a kind of a celebration beer. And I thought it would be good for Christmas Day. I've got more coming. I've got some other, some really good beers coming up over this Christmas period. Well, I bloody hope so, because I've spent a heck of a lot of bloody money on them. And uh, I think I'm okay, because they're actually from really good breweries. So that's a good thing anyway. But to cut a long story short with this one, is I thought 3.8 pills, and a nice light one, nice really refreshing one to start off with in Christmas morning, not a problem. And then I get this. And, oh God, seriously. It's, it's annoying. It really is annoying. Why do they have to piss about with things? I mean, ask German brewers, ask Czech brewers, ask brewers around the world that actually make good pilsners. Ask them, is it easy to make a good pilsner? Is it so off the cuff? Oh, well, it's a given. So at the end of the day, well, let's make it more complicated. Let, let's do it a different way and add different ingredients because, well, a normal pills and they're piss easy to do, boring, blah, blah, blah. And it feels like that. It feels as if, like, you're... Uh, you're showing absolutely no respect. You just think to think it's, you know, it's easy peasy. Oh, anybody can do that. Bone brewers can do that. Like that, you know. And it's not. To make a good pills is quite difficult. And uh, especially to a consistent way. And to get the right balance, right? Because this is one of the big problems with laggers. One of the things with laggers is because of the light, delicate flavours, you really have to get things, you know, done properly. And your brewing process has to be spot on because any little mistakes, any little parts of the process that just isn't quite right, then there's a good chance that's going to conjure up um, an additional flavour that will be quite prominent in the final taste of the beer. And that's the problem. You haven't got strong, robust flavours to try and kind of hide some of your little mistakes or some of the little kind of off bits that have happened and throughout your little off flavours coming through because that just wasn't quite right. We'll sort it out next time. You can get away with that with a lot of ales, depending on how you're doing things. I mean... Hops and malts, especially um, higher content malt ales and uh, 
higher content hop pails, you can hide a lot of mistakes and a lot of problems behind them. You can't do that with a lager. So first thing it gets me is, is if you want to put lots of hops in a lager or you want to put lots of malts in a lager, then alarm bells are ringing to me as the case is, oh, why are you doing that? Because that's not really how it should be. It should be a nice, crisp, refreshing, light flavour, delicate flavour. If you're putting heavier flavours into it, why are you doing it? What are you trying to mask? And that nine times out of ten, that's why it happens. That's why you get some, basically, pilsners that are so heavily malted. They're almost like a golden ale. And ones that are heavy hopped, and it's like getting closer to a pale ale with some of the flavour profiles. You think, why are you doing that? Because if you're going to do that, just make a pale ale. If you're going to basically over malt a lager then just make a golden ale but something tells me you've started off doing something and it hasn't quite worked out and you've been basically you've added other things to try and get a mask it and I think to a certain degree this is what this is supposed to be I've been told once it's not particularly nice it's uh, not particularly pleasant it's all I can really taste is great for it. And a little pine accents. That's the really only kind of things I can taste. At the front of the mouth, I've start breaking down the flavours. I'm not really getting much malt or any kind of grain. I mean, it's just a slight, you know, a slight wateriness to start with. And then the hops are there. You know, it really is like that. So it's, it's quite a... A slow start. There isn't really a kind of start... You know, front of the mouth is like slightly watery kind of beer tasting and boof, grapefruit, pine. And then, I mean, it's almost like you're on the mid-tongue straight away. And then it's all the way there. And, uh, yeah, you get to the kind of aftertaste. And the aftertaste is a bit strange because you maybe get a little bit more pine. So the grapefruit kind of dies down. The grapefruit's more in the mid-tongue. It slightly dies down in the aftertaste. But you get slightly kind of more piney tones in the aftertaste but no real bitterness so you're not getting the interesting finish or maybe a little kind of acidity change you know to get that crispness you're not getting you know, the kind of slight bitter tones that you'd maybe get from Saz hops and things like this that uh, from the Czech style of Pilsner to give you that kind of slightly kind of a bitter finish that you wouldn't get in a German Pilsner, and uh, again, none of that. All I'm just getting is hops. What the hell is that about? I mean, seriously, we've been discussing in the comments to quite a few of them is that we really need to maybe start bringing in some controls, you know. We should basically start doing it like what we do with like kind of Scotch whiskey and, and other kind of things like uh, pork pies and stilton cheeses and all that type of stuff. Is We really should, if we're going to make certain beers, they should be made in a certain way with certain ingredients and it really should be down to how good your ratios are of these ingredients and your brewing process and everything else, your mastery of brewing to basically get the best beer you can, and that's what it really should be down to. And I think we should be doing that, especially with our traditional um, ales, 
English, Scottish, Welsh, Irish, whatever. And I think we should protect them. This idea of people just kind of producing any old crap, adding any old flavours and piss to it and then calling it, like porters was a very famous one. I mean, seriously, right now, trying to get a decent porter. Um, there's lots of porters out in the market with all stupid bloody concoctions and flavours in them. They're more like bloody cocktails. And then they've got the cheap to call them porters and things like that, and it's just wrong. And like they were saying, that in Germany they've got purity laws, they've got uh, laws in the Czech Republic to protect um, their brewing processes and their uh, beer types and things like that. And even speaking with uh, Dave from Sloppy Dave YouTube channel, um, even he basically says that they, they have um, laws in the Isle of Man, where he's based. So the breweries there can't add adjuncts. It's all basically down to the kind of raw, natural um, ingredients, i.e. the grains, the waters, that type of stuff, and the types of hops used. And I think that's how it should be across the UK. We need to start kind of protecting beer types. And obviously, if you're going to make other beer types from um, other countries, where if you're going to make a Pilsner, then, well, you've got to kind of follow the kind of processes and not add all this kind of additional hot flavours and things like this that just... Oh, fuck. Seriously, that is dreadful. That really is dreadful. 25 quid. 25 quid for 12 bottles of this. Seriously. <laughs> you've got a bloody cheek, so you have. Seriously. And it's a 330ml bottle, which I'll, I'll be totally honest, that actually goes for it. That, that, that's a plus point, because when it tastes like this, I seriously wouldn't want a 500ml bottle. I think 330ml is still too much. <laughs> the only downside is it, you can't really get a point for the bottle because I don't use 330ml bottles for, for home brewing. Um, so it's kind of useless to me, so I haven't gained anything from that. So the score's going to be interesting for this one. Which, going by how long I've been prattling on, I better get on with it. So, what would I give this out of 10? As a Pilsner, it ain't a Pilsner, so I get zero for that. As a drinkable drink, well, I don't like beer that smells of limpset, and I don't like beer that... Uh, Tastes of disinfectant. I don't like, I've got it, I don't, not a big fan of pine flavours in my beer. I don't drink disinfectant. I don't think of basically, you know, all these multi surface cleaners thinking, it's got a lovely smell to it. What it tastes like? Um, no, so I just don't like kind of pine flavours. Um, grapefruit. Grapefruit's alright as grapefruit. Grapefruit and beer. Not a big fan of. I just don't think it really adds anything to the beer. And you're not even getting the sourness of it. You're just getting the kind of grapefruit flavour and, and nothing else. You're getting no kind of benefit from it, apart from the flavour, which I don't really class as a benefit. Other people might. Great. Wonderful. Go for it. Enjoy. But it's me that's drinking this beer and it's me that's reviewing it from my point of view. So, no. So, nothing for the Pilsner. Nothing for the additional hops that they're basically getting. It gets nothing for the bottle because it's, well, it's 330ml. That's no good to man or beast, unless you're Jeremy Clarkson and Hawkstone. 
and some of these other craft breweries that seem to think that 330 mil cans and bottles is the way to go. Trust me, it isn't. So, out of all that, what can I give it? Honest answer. The beer's quite flat, funnily enough. So if I put it in the nucleated glass, I'm sure it'll look great and wonderful and all that. Well, to be totally honest, no. It's not the best. So, yeah. So there it's in its natural form. I'm going to have to give it zero. I'm going to give it zero out of out of ten. It's just, in my view, overpriced rubbish. Really is overpriced rubbish. And to call it a pills, now, well, you set yourself up for this. I mean, it's not a pills in any way, shape or form. You've called it a pills now. Just because you've followed certain processes, I'm sorry, but that doesn't make a pills now. You don't see Czech breweries saying, well, I'll follow the pro kind of Pilsner process, but I'll chuck any old crap into it and that type of stuff and then call it wonderful. And there you go, there's a Pilsner. And they think, no, trust me, the Czechs would go after you for that one. And so would the Germans, let's be totally honest. You, you made a German Pilsner and added all this crap to it and called it a Pilsner. Well, trust me, in Germany, you, you, you wouldn't get away with it either. So if the Germans aren't willing to put up with that nonsense, and the Czechs aren't willing to put up with that nonsense, then why the hell should we put up with this nonsense? So at the end of the day, you've made a beer, you made a lager with bloody hops, an overhopped lager, that's what you've made. You haven't made a pilsner. So don't give us that crap. I mean, seriously, this is Christmas Day. I thought, I'll, I'll do this as a nice, easy one, nice light beer, and I won't get annoyed. Jesus, I'm already starting to kick off, and it's Christmas Day. It's fucking place, I mean, seriously. Oh, But anyway, zero out of ten. Thanks for watching. I will catch you in a, probably a, a few hours because I've got a, a better beer to do, hopefully. And uh, thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.